Big Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. I got nothing. I got nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I, uh, you know, you how you have that like feeling to, uh, you have something there and you're just like, just nothing comes out. Like a phantom burp? Yeah. Phantom burp. Did you see phantom burp set at Coachella this year? I <laughs> didn't, I missed it. Well, uh, why did you miss it? Why weren't you at a festival in person? Uh, children. Oh, it's not because you're not allowed to go anywhere right now. Oh, no, no. Um, I mean, maybe I'm not, you know, I didn't know that we had a mask mandate in Georgia until after it was gone. Say what now? So we had a mask mandate in Georgia, apparently from the governor or whoever. Okay. The CDC or someone who's theoretically in charge of us. Somebody who doesn't have any, you know, control over what I do, but they think they do. Um, They told us we had to wear a mask if we go into certain types of establishments where people are close together. Okay. I didn't do it. (laughs) So you were um, operating against. Maybe not the law, but you were operating against some kind of directive. Yeah. What? I mean, they can call it whatever they want to call it. If they want to call it a law or whatever. The, and it's funny, too, because I was, I was like one of those, I guess, ill-informed people who was arguing the, with publics about it because they had a sign that said it was the law required a store you know in front of the store and i was like no nah, bullshit <laughs> and i'm making a scene about it turns out there was a mandate well now you know now that it's over yeah i mean you know these um major news networks just they failed me yeah why didn't they tell you that there was a mandate i'm sure they tried but what, they're just not good enough at it. What what did they tell you? Oh, probably not much. Uh, you know, here's what it is, man. When you lie to somebody, when you there's this old story about this shepherd boy. <laughs> I'm with you so far. I love right. this. I, this story already sounds compelling. Yeah, and uh, you know, he's bored, so he would. Uh, entertain himself by joking with the uh i guess with the head shepherd and yelling crying this this word wolf uh, like alerting the head shepherd that like a wolf is coming yeah so they would all come to you know as you would yeah like because when boy yeah wolves are dangerous right I'm, i'm following the story so far but then he just kept on and kept on are there how many wolves are there and i don't think there's any yet oh but it's just like a like like is this like the alert system like the emergency alert system like a test or the color code the fear color code (laughs) (laughs) for the terrorists (laughs) Uh, and then like all of a sudden there was a wolf Mm. and then a whole bunch of wolves came and he was scared for his life so he cried mask and then you got eaten because nobody showed up. Because they were all too busy watching the Jim Carrey film, The Mask. Yes. They were all like, oh, Mask, yeah, good movie. They're like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. So they spent the rest of the day finding a VCR. Yeah. Needless, and then, you know, unbeknownst to them, the, the little boy was getting his guts ripped out by the wolves and 
you know, dancing with the sheep and whatever they do. I don't know. Where does the where does the Christ child come into this? <laughs> I'm not up to date on my Torah. <laughs> I don't I don't remember the Christ child coming into it. Well, he's sort of he's in the sequel. Oh. They uh, talk about him very nebulously in the in the Torah, but not by well, that highfalutin uh, yeah New Testament stuff, right? The King it's, James. It's the it's the common core Judaism. <laughs> oh, them damn Nazis! So uh, I wasn't wearing a mask, Publix, arguing with a sign. I still don't think I'm the craziest one there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, but who who is the crazy one that person there? Like, let's let's break that down. I mean, someone at Publix is is yelling at you because you don't have a mask on. Why do they? Why do they care? Like, is it is it that they've gotten some? Are they part of some big conspiracy of people who work at Publix trying to get you to wear a mask? Yeah, you know, I doubt. I, it, right? I unfortunately am surrounded by statists where I live, as you are where you live. Oh yeah. Um, and I understand what it's like to be brought up in the school system and to be under the spell. And I honestly think it's they. They think it's a higher calling. Like under regular circumstances, they would never be that rude to somebody else. But they've got this okay from the a superior to to do that, you know. And unfortunately, people are sheep. We're we're genetically tribal. I mean. It was a survival mechanism from, you know, how long back? I mean, we have to, over time, I think we'll be, with technology, we'll be able to evolve out of this into more of an, um, a free thinking humanity and maybe, you know, uh, in our code monopolis or whatever you want to call it will exist you know what i mean but um right now you know we're me and you are just looking for what 10 percent. <laughs> we just need a small like we're not looking for a big metropolis or huge city we just want to go somewhere you know just to be left alone a little bit right something small and carved out yeah but it's unfortunate. Like I initially, I'm of course angry at these people for how dare you, you know, like you're mad at me for not wearing a mask, but I'm mad at you because you walked up three inches from my face and then screaming at me, you know, but why do you have to get so close if you're scared of me not wearing a mask, <laughs> you know? Right. Why are maybe you physically I, assaulting me? <laughs> maybe I didn't wear the mask thinking that you would stay further away from me, but whatever, you know. Um, yeah, I don't even, I, I know who I'm mad at in the situation, but I don't even know how I, how I should feel about the person who thought, because I mean, you know they went home and they're telling everybody who already agrees with, you know, the thoughtless narrative where they did no research of their own and, you know, whatever. Whatever the headline is, that the YouTube on the Corona, whatever that is, is what they believe. No evidence to back it up, just whatever the statist news network has said. 
the CNN pop, the Fox News pop up, the whatever, right? It's all the same shit, even if it's CNN or whatever. It's just like a spin to make a Republican look better or a Democrat look better. But it's the same shit, you know? It's still getting to the same place. Um, but but it's part of it's part of having to pick, right? Because it's not that they just believe what comes up on their newsfeed by the headline. It's that somewhere along the way, they believed something legitimately that they thought was right and that they had maybe researched. And one of the sides happened to get that thing right. And now they have to go along with what that side thinks is right forever. Right. And then once it's easy, once you get sucked into it like that to, cause you're hearing people say something and then spin it their way. Like whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. And then you, and they're arguing like the other side's arguing with them. But then if you really go over to CNN most of the topics, they're not even talking about that. You know, it may be Trump is a Russian asset, but the way that Fox is saying that he's not and what they're saying about him being one, two completely different conversations, right? Right. Because there's no real argument. Both are bullshit. Like, I'm not saying Trump, that was obviously he wasn't, but like Fox didn't have that right either. You know? Well, it's, it's not an actual debate. Yeah. Because the, the idea that there are two sides is actually kind of a a misnomer because the, the two sides would be sides of like the same object. Yeah. When in reality, it's it's two completely different conversations being had. It's one in the affirmative of one thing, and it's not someone being opposed to that. It's someone being opposed to something else entirely. Right. It's in, it's insane. Um, but it's it's very focused insanity, like. There, you can tell there is a lot of marketing um, techniques being used in these major news networks to not only get you, you know, to click or whatever, but to keep you infuriated. Because if you stay infuriated, if you're mad, it's a lot easier for them to convince you of ridiculous things that they tell you the other side is against or whatever, right? Because you're pissed. So, I mean, I don't know how many... Oh, if you're listening to this show, you've probably been that drunk guy at the bar who somebody said something that rubbed you the wrong way. But then, like... It seems like every move he made, like you in your head, it was way more. It was like, like everything you hate about yourself. Like when you go back and remember this, what happened, you're like, yeah, he told me I had a small dick and I was fat. And like your buddy's like, he never said any of that. You know, because you're pissed, right? You just, you put on to them way more than they actually did just because you don't like them. Right. So when you've got somebody next to you who's just as drunk as you are or drunker than you are or more pissed than you, giving, feeding you shit, like, you're just going to go along with it. Yeah. So that's what the news networks do. And they, 
And the funny thing is, is like the, you've got you, everybody says they're total opposites. Your Fox and your CNN or your MSNBC, but it's the same people on the boards. Like some of them are on the boards of the other. You know what I mean? Like they're on this board and this. You know, and there are there are actual government agents admitted known not a secret government agents that are on these boards okay that doesn't mean that every writer that's writing all this hoopla bullshit is a government agent but those government agents had to do with those people getting hired right like if we follow if we follow public sky follow his like message like where he got his passion like yeah. let's say it was you know from his friend or or whoever it had to come from somewhere um so let's say it goes kind of back through there are some front lines folks who legitimately think that they are saving the world right like they think that they're doing the right thing but they are being rewarded and promoted by folks who are much higher up who Mm-hmm. Have a bit more control over that and a bit better filtering mechanisms than they might believe they have over them. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the, oh, I could leave anytime I want. I don't know. Sounds like, uh, sounds like golden handcuffs to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If you want to follow that, I mean, I'm sure that that person um, read articles that had the inflated death tolls and, um, you know, and then like every false article that was written opposed to something they believed they, you know, that confirmed that, that their narrative was right, even though, that just meant that that was wrong. You know, it didn't really mean that they were right, but you know how people's minds work, right? Oh, it, yeah, if I, if I confirm happy. that the, the sky is not green, it doesn't automatically mean it's red. It just means it's not green. Right. But when you are in that world, which I've, I guess I've been in, I've never really been in it, but like I've been a part of it before. You know what I mean? Like I, um, where I was, the people who thought most like me were in it, you know, they, they were whatever was said. They were never like, wait, I thought we were for physical, fiscal, you know, uh, responsibility and they're like yeah and the wars and i'm like wait a second i thought the tea party wasn't about anything but all right well i don't want to be a part of the tea party anymore but it was just because they were told you know they hate this person and this person doesn't want them to be pro-war so like anybody who says a even if it's a lie, a logical reason for us to go to war, you know, it must be right because these, this group is evil, right? But you'll notice that anything that gets done, whether it's right or left is always pro the state. It's never, you never see it go liberty. Like the things they fight for the most are, are pro the state, you know? Right. Uh, even with the, the Black Lives Matter thing, it was, you know, the part that I agreed with was like the police, that the, we need some reforms, right? Uh, defund the police. Well, I come, you know, I'm like 
fuck yeah, let's privatize this bitch, right? You know? But then when I read what they're talking about, they're not talking about defunding the police. They're talking about taking the funding from small police, city police units, and giving that funding to county police units and making getting rid of the city and making one centralized, like a bigger. So for sure, the person who's patrolling has never lived in your neighborhood, doesn't know you from Adam. No way they don't have any qualms about shooting you, you know? And once they get big enough, you know, it doesn't matter what we bitch about, you know? Well, we won't be able to. All right. So, um, but these people think they're anti-police. And I'm like, no, you're creating a more powerful police force. (laughs) One that's more subject to the federal government. And you know what that was about, right? Is the, the, the trying to implement all these gun laws, all these small town sheriffs were like, I will not enforce that. And I will arrest anybody who tries to enforce it. You know, that was a big deal to the feds. They're like, oh, I don't want that shit. How can we deal with this? Well, if we centralize the police, we'll have more control over the police. These counties are bigger. We're more likely to have influence over the counties than we do these small cities. And there you go. So, with with like the tech space, let's say. So, in the tech space, you know, in the Valley, Bay Area, it's, you know, there's the, the whole like crypto thing that has now been kind of going for, you know, about a decade, but the last couple of years, it's been sort of trendy to talk about the blockchain or things like that. Um, But at the core of that conversation is people finding value in something that is decentralized. And they're starting to apply that to uh, a ton of different, concepts and finding that it adds value almost universally this mm-hmm. idea of decentralizing all these things and i just have to wonder why folks aren't making the natural conclusion that the state would be the same it's like what is pre- what is preventing us from having that conversation well I think that we are, uh, not just me and you, but like other people are, but the fear that they, so if I'm on team blue or I'll be on team red because I understand I've been there before, right? So yep. if I'm on team red and I'm like, I don't agree with this shit and I don't agree with this shit, but then I hear like, you're the blue is coming for my weapons. That's right. We're coming like, for your guns. Um, and now I'm not having, like, I'm going to jump on board with all the shit you hate, you know? Right. Um, but if I hear, if I hear, like, uh, Team Blue wants, you know, Portland to be a no gun area. Fucking have it. I don't care. I don't live there. <laughs> you know? Right. If that's what you guys want, then I mean I think it should be voluntary. I think like you should you should have had a contract for anybody who you know, and and if you want that you should at least offer to buy people out who don't want to agree to that, right? But that's their fight, you know. Um, <clears throat> I 
but we're not having those conversations. Um, and I don't even think people on the left, most people on the left, I don't think they're that worried about like the people on the left. I don't think most of them are that worried about gun control. I think they'll all say, yeah, oh, I'm pro gun control just because that's popular. But I don't think it's a concern of theirs. No, I don't, I don't think people are actively worried about it. It's, it's more a, an emotional response to a very real problem that is every so often we get a big news blurb of someone going in and murdering a bunch of people. Now, we could talk about what the actual root of that problem is, but that's, I think, for another day. Yeah, that's something for the big news networks to do. Right. <laughs> that's something they get it for, right. That's they get something it right every time. <laughs> or Fox or MSNBC yeah. to have I guess the, the meaningful opposite. conversations that they have, right? Yeah, well, let's. How do we get picked up by by those guys, right? Like, how do we uh, how do we get our segments on there? What do we need to start saying? Well, I, I mean, I think if you want to advocate, um, let's say on the right, because the right always goes to that stupid argument that's self destructive of. It's not a gun problem. It's a mental health problem, which has led to red flag laws and shit like that and gotten plenty of innocent people killed at their doorsteps. Like the first week it was implemented in like the first state, that's what happened. But um, <clears throat> so if you, if you want to advocate, like let's start a government agency that will evaluate mental health of people. That's a lot of government spending. That's uh, you know, money going to the people, greasing the palms, whatever. I think uh, we could get on Fox. If we advocate for that. Uh, if we advocate for, you know, just taking assault <laughs> weapons from people, we'll be all over CNN. You know. We say it's smart. Uh, well, that's you. That's the side you have to pick, right? It's so the the problem that we're we're talking about this this you know murder, frequent murder by gun. Uh-huh. That is that is undeniable, but I, I don't think that's what anyone is arguing. I don't think anyone besides maybe. Alex Jones talking about, you know, crisis actors and things. Yeah. Um, which let's just, just to make this a, a cleaner conversation, let's just say that that's not the case because there, there is some legitimacy to things being false flags and that's, that's well documented too, but I just don't want to go down that path for the sake of this particular argument. So let's, let's assume that, all these things are are legitimate and, and real and people are legitimately getting murdered. I don't think anybody on the red team who gets painted as the deniers are saying that those things didn't happen or even that those things weren't bad. I think it's just that you have to buy everything wholesale. So if you if you agree that that was an atrocity, there's a you know a school shooting. If you agree that that's an atrocity, if you agree that that's a tragedy, then you also have to agree to gun control. It's all one. It's all one one big thing. As uh as my favorite president and yours would say, if you're not with us, you're against us. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, exactly. It, it, whatever the screen is telling you, right, um, on your side is is the way things have to be. Um, to write is so bad at 
at gun control because defending gun control because they're coming from a statist point of view. Whereas the biggest reason to not have gun control is to just make sure the state is a little bit scared of the people. Just a little bit. That is the most beneficial thing to being allowed to own a gun. Um, And then you get the added benefit of since the cops don't protect people, you know, you can protect you and your family. But with that comes responsibility. You know, and when people don't aren't responsible, bad things happen. This is an argument from the left. But see, in the left, this there's a problem with the left because as much as they claim that they are for equality or whatever, they don't. they will tell you they believe that all people are equal, but they don't treat people equal. They say that like that poor people can't do stuff and like black people apparently don't know how to get IDs. That one still baffles me. And, uh, I, cause that one, even just like the first, the first time hearing about that, I was like, that sounds just hella racist. It does. It's horrible. And then you've got, you know, people can't be responsible with weapons, you know, and no, you're responsible. You, and even if the state says you're not, if you fuck up and shoot somebody you love with a weapon, whether they say you're responsible or you're not responsible, (laughs) You're dealing with that consequence. The responsibilities still exist in reality, whether it's state and law, this fictional whatever the fuck we live in today. It doesn't change the fact that, like, you hurt somebody you love or killed them, right? Or whatever. The responsibility is still there. Yeah, whether someone's enforcing it or not. Yeah. So this whole fake facade of the state's going to tell me whether you know this is bad or that's bad. It's just because if the state tells me that I can go over to my neighbor's house and you know whatever take take their firstborn and sell him because whatever reason you know they they play baseball and that's racist now or whatever. Right. Um, that doesn't make it right. It's not okay. Just if it's legal, doesn't make it okay. If it's illegal, it doesn't make it bad. Which is, which is a thing that I think we, we talk about a lot. Like one of the, one of the things that, the the left will often use is um well slavery was legal and it shouldn't have been like it's it's a premise that comes up anytime we talk about the law right we talk about um being on like the right side of history and we talk about being progressive towards certain uh, mm-hmm. races and genders and sexual identities, whatever that happens to be, right? With talking about gay marriage, which, you know, is another sort of extension of the state. Our our talking points tend to be that it's not it's not enough to say, oh, well, it's not legal, so you can't do it. Because we say, well, slavery was legal. And that doesn't necessarily make it right. It just means that it was legal at some time. So now we have to change those laws. But it's fascinating to see folks, the second that someone does, or the the second that something does become a law, that we all of a sudden believe that to just be the universal truth. Right. 
And I, the, the first federal police policing agency was, uh, was founded to round up runaway slaves. So, Ooh, way to go, American police. <laughs> how, how, how close are they today to what they started as? <laughs> right. I mean, I, they're still, I mean, that's what they do. It, it, it's not even about, like, it's not, I'm not saying color. I'm saying like their whole reason for existing is to let us know that we are subservient to the state that we will follow these arbitrary laws that make whether they make sense or not and when we are confronted about it we will show them a level of respect that they are not deserving and we don't even really take full advantage of our slaves like at least you could say in the antebellum South that folks took full advantage of their slaves right now, like having them make license plates and, you know, just kind of rot. That's, mm-hmm. that's just not responsible just from it's, an economics perspective. Like let's, let's take the ethics out of it. Yeah. Take the ethics out of it. Like the idea that in the prison system, we have this box of slaves just sitting there and we don't even really do anything with them. We don't take advantage of the fact that we have a, just a mountain of human capital just sitting there. We do. And we're paying for it anyway. Right. We, it should be returning on that investment. We shouldn't be paying for it. Yeah. I mean, the return is minimal, but yeah, it, it could yield a return. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the the more recent economic studies about the cost of slavery uh, as opposed to employed workers, like under low-skilled employed workers and whatnot. But it turns out it was much more expensive. Just, you know how... Um, I'm going to go ahead and do the Nike analogy first because it'll kind of show you how the human mind works. Like, so like, you know, we got Nikes that make shoes today. It's a private company and they pay everybody, everybody involved gets some sort of money to make, put the shoe together. Right. Uh, no one person could be like figure out the most efficient way, but because everybody's got their own little specialty and they, they figured out the most efficient way to make this shoe. Um, and that's the, that's, that's the way that they, that's the way that uh, labor works today, like low skilled labor. But Back then in the South, they were like, how could we ever get people to pick cotton, right? We need slaves. They couldn't put their heads around, like, the state doesn't make the shoe. Like, but the state's always made shoes. How are we going to have shoes? Because they've never seen Nike before, right? So the state's always made their shoes. So they... The way they've lived is like, we pay to buy the slaves, house the slaves, educate the slaves to the amount of education we want them to have. We, for them to be productive slaves, you kind of don't want to make them a little bit happy or at least really healthy, something, right? Uh yeah, human nature feed them and feed them well right the cost of that was more expensive in all the 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 reputable models that were presented was significantly more expensive to for slavery in the south it actually held down productivity it impoverished the south more than 
if they would have had low skilled, low paid just workers. They didn't know that. So there you go. And then, oh, and they had to be subsidized. So not only that, they were being like everybody was being taxed to pay for a police force to bring back runaway slaves. So the rich Southerners that could afford slaves were being subsidized from the poor Southerners that didn't have slaves to pay for the cops to bring back the slaves to the rich. Which is the same method that they use for every other piece of bullshit legislation they do. But it's just for some reason the left, the left will kind of listen to me when I'm talking about slaves. So I want to bring that up, you know? Uh, so and, how, how would that have been covered? Like if that, if that story, that narrative is coming through today, what filter does that come through in our modern media? Well, I would imagine you would have to, probably pick a so there would be a side that would probably be there would not in today's modern media there would not be on Fox nor NS or CBS would there be an anti-slavery abolishment there would not that would not that was ballsy back then that's who this show would be doing. The people that know if shit hits the fan, somebody might be knocking on their door to take them. Right. There's no abolitionist on Fox News, on CNN, on MSNBC. Not a fucking one of them. So they're spending, they're talking about, you know, uh, the the right the police the slavery people who go and get these dangerous fugitives right uh, they're paid or maybe that's left they're not paid enough you know the teachers unions or whatever you know <laughs> and then you know the the rights maybe arguing um. Your tariffs, you know, you guys don't, you all aren't for free trade. I know Trump kind of ruined that one for the right, but for the most part, the right's been about free trade, right? So your tariffs are, you're the reason why, you know, whatever the, the cotton cost is going up or the this, that, and the other. And if you take our slaves, we'll have to charge you a million dollars for cotton. You know, um, I mean, that's that's pretty close to the narrative then. So, yeah, I think that's exactly how it'd be covered. I think that you know, YouTube would be um, any strong talk about abolition would be booted through the algorithms. Um, I mean, the same thing they did with, like, Yemen, Libya, like, all the wars and, like, the contracts with uh, Facebook and developing, you know, drone piloting software with their Oculus. Like, that's a big fucking story to me. Like, if you're, if you're supposedly a free platform, but you have your biggest customer now is the military machine like the war machine like uh and then now they're telling you that you need to get rid of this dissenting speech you're listening you're like that's a big fucking story like how much millions are you getting from our money our taxpayer money to tell us to shut up while you're developing 
you know, murdering software. And then, you know, disguised as a gaming unit. Oh, no, this is just entertainment. You just go play this and we'll protect, you know, it'll slowly perfect our, you know, all our movement and stuff with our VR and whatnot. So why isn't, why isn't Facebook being covered in the way that it should be because it is being covered, right? It is being, they are being picked apart in people making memes about the way that Zuck drinks water. Yeah. So Zuck's been the bad guy. And, and to be honest with you, I thought he was a bad guy too until I saw that last C-SPAN thing where all the major players from all the social medias were there and they were, they were being told by our government officials, our what, congressmen, congresswomen, basically that you better fucking play ball or we're going to take your platforms. So you need to start getting this, what they call it. We're all, you get every fucking one of them would say, I'm all about free speech. I'm all about the, you know, free speech, but we're talking about misinformation. That's what they kept saying. It was always their first thing into them talking about tyranny, like promoting tyranny. That was like the first thing they would say that they promote tyranny all the time. It's like people who start a, a sentence with, I'm not racist, but and right. they say something hella racist. Exactly like that. It's exactly what it was like. And I was sitting there thinking, like, I put my heart and soul into this. I, I built it to this, right? Yeah, I'm not the, I'm not, my hands aren't clean or anything. Like, I jumped in bed with the government, but like, this is mine. And they're going to take it if I don't shut up these people that they don't like what they're saying. I'm going to sh- shut shut these people up, right? Yep, that's your I option. Keep, yeah, I want to keep this company. They're going to take it from me. Just take it. So, at this point, is, is it him? Not, not, not to me anymore. Like, he... At some point, he was making his own decisions, and I could have been like, oh, you fucking asshole. But now, at this point, I'm like, yeah, no, he's... He's just doing what he has to do so the state doesn't steal his shit. So, like, at this point, it's fascism. So, where you get to keep your company, but you don't control what they produce. We're in a fascist nation. Like, this is exactly what this is. So, they're like, so the government's like, as long as Facebook plays ball, and Twitter, but the government will do all they can to make sure there's no competition comes in and knocks them out because they've already got them to play ball. Cause that was a big deal. Cause like they hated when Facebook come up, they hated when Twitter come up, right? Because CNN, they'd already infiltrated CNN, Fox news, MSNBC with their government officials at the top. And, hired the right people to spin the right narrative. Not that these people are shills for the boss, but the the boss hired the people who typically already aligned with their views to begin with the narrative they wanted to run. Maybe it was their own narrative. Maybe they went to college and that's how they feel. But like there was somebody who didn't feel that way, who writes just as good as you, that motherfucker doesn't get hired there. So the government owns CNN, Fox News, whatever. They've got that shit run and streamlined. And then Fo- Facebook comes in. You got your your Google, you got your all this shit. And they hate that shit because it was, I mean, not that long ago, it was the Wild West. Sometimes people got like hushed up, but it was like, 
You had to be so far. I mean, to, to the point where I'm like, I don't think he should have been hushed up, but like, I'm not even going to fight. You know what I mean? Like, and I'll fight for a Nazi and I fucking hate Nazis because they're the state, the most status motherfuckers around. I mean, like we're talking about fascism right now that we live in, you know, <laughs> isn't that funny that f- the fascist state is, is f- fighting every, like everybody that are trying to silence, they're calling Nazis. That's what we would call projection. Yeah. It's weird, but. Oh, well, I mean, this is where we live, but we definitely need to fight. We need to destroy the major news networks. Facebook and Twitter and all that, they will fall. They're not the... They're not t- technology moves faster than regulation. So you were talking about Bitcoin and whatnot, the blockchain decentralized. There's already a lot of movements towards m- moving social platforms into that kind of thing. Right. Right. There's already a couple that have done it. Uh, in fact, there's a pretty good, I don't want to say alternative to youtube because i want it to not be an alternative but like uh what is it uh odyssey odyssey that's it which is on the library blockchain technology so anyway it's a decentralized deal so uh that's pretty cool, and it's and it's coming up really fast. It's only I think it's only been released for a couple months, but I mean already some pretty heavy hitters. Or if they're not like mo- most of them are staying on YouTube, but they're uploading their entire libraries into it, you know. So Odyssey, you said it's called. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what's what's their What's their goal? Is their goal to compete with YouTube? No, to destroy YouTube. They, they did. That's the cool thing about Odyssey uh, or the guy who, these people who did the library thing is, you know how most of the YouTube and social platforms are, they're almost mimicking what it, what the other guys are doing, they're just like, but we're not going to censor, you know? Right. So there's not, I mean, what's the benefit of going over there? Oh, I'm not going to get censored, but nobody's over there. Or the only people who are over there are the, like all the people who got booted first who are like, yeah, I don't really like talking to you guys, you know? They're That's the like you said before, there. like way back, way back in the day when the first guy that got silenced, you're like, mm, I was kind of glad he did in the first place. Right. So that's who's over there. And yeah. the first rule of product positioning is you can't market your product by saying it's not another product. All right. So what this is, is it's, it's different in, okay. It's not just different that it doesn't, um sensor it's different in like the advertising on let's say the library's face like it's like you have a facebook page the library will offer like so you're you know doing your Facebooky thing or your library thing, right? And people are looking at your page a lot. So instead of Facebook just selling ads to your shit, library will say this person, this person, this person, this person have offered bids to advertise on your page. 
and you get a portion of the the bid. So you don't have to let anybody advertise on your page, but you can, and it's paid in crypto. And the same thing goes for Odyssey. So like if I'm putting my shit on Odyssey, like if we put this on Odyssey, right? Mm-hmm. People want to advertise if people are watching it on Odyssey. So they'll, you know, they'll lowball bid if not that many people are watching or whatever, right? And we can choose as many ads as we want or as little. Like we could have so many ads that nobody listens anymore. You know what I mean? Or the other way around. <clears throat> and we'll, you know, we'll always get a cut and we get a say so. So it's not like, you don't have to have advertisements at all. You can just, everything has to be run through you. So it's kind of cool. I think it's doing it different. So I think that's the way to do it. I think it's not about a, I, I like what you said. It's not an alternative. It's its own thing. Right. And I think people will, whether this catches on as it is or not, I think that something like that will will win eventually. Because people, people pretend, no, I, I hate, it. no, people want to control their own lives. The problem is people want to also tell other people what to do with their lives. So when you have a product that won't let you tell other people what to do, but will let you control your own life, and then you have a product that won't let you control shit about your stuff, people are going to go with the one that at least gives them some of that, right? Awesome. So it sounds like we have a pretty clear directive and sort of lesson out of this, right? In that we've talked a bit about the media and the state of media and about how we don't want the media to control other people's lives. Mm -hmm. But maybe the solution to that is not us trying to outlaw media in the same way that uh, everybody else tries to shut things down. Right. It's instead coming up with a better solution and actually coming up with our own media that will be better and more liberty minded and more appealing. Listen to fake safety. Once a week with Barton Vance. <laughs> yeah, can uh, wh- who's whose page can we advertise on? <laughs> That's right. I've got yeah. What, I mean, hell, you could <laughs> you could give somebody a couple cents worth of Bitcoin right now, and they fucking jump on it, man. Uh. Well, it's because tomorrow it'll be a couple hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin. (laughs) Right. They'll be banking tomorrow. So go Bitcoin. Go anything that's not a U.S. dollar. I don't give a shit what it is. So should everybody go to our website? Should we tell everybody about going to our website on that note and and, uh, going and uh, sending us as, as, as small a crypto donation as you feel comfortable. We would love if people feel more comfortable sending crypto than federal notes. I mean, at least when you send crypto, it's not going to be worse less by the time we get it. You know, than when you sent it, the goal of the people over watching our money is to make sure it's worth less every year. Everybody in Keynesian economics thinks that uh, deflation is bad. And, uh, 
Well, it's just because they're stupid. It's a trap, and there's no comfort.